You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. It's five o'clock in the morning. You've just pissed on a dumpster. It's Miller time. Oh, he got hit! Look at the finish The return to glory. We will not be intimidated. We will not back down. Let's go! Buffalo Bills and Dallas Cowboys? What? Dude, it hurts Save so it. bad. Save it. It hurts so bad. It's not time. It's not time. Yep. Uh, our NFL give-a-shit meter has drastically dropped because both the Bills and the Cowboys are out of the playoffs, and we will dive one ball deep into that a little later. But before we do, Old Faithful has returned home. Big Richard himself is in the building. What's up, guys? So good to be back. It's been uh, way too long since I've been here with you guys. Glad to be here. You're a busy man. Very busy. Yeah, for those of you uh, that aren't familiar, Big Rich is one of the OGs of Drink and Think Nation. Uh, first a in the staple. shoot. First, I think, first guest we ever had on back in the day. And uh, our uh, insider into everything that is Arkansas high school football. And Miller Lite. Well, yeah, I guess since the last time I've been on, I've actually uh, taken a career change. For those of you that have been listening to the show since the beginning, I was um, coaching sports here in Arkansas. But uh, since the last time I've been on, I think maybe maybe I've been on since then. Regardless, uh, I, no longer, I no longer coach football, uh, but I still know a couple people that do. So, therefore, I guess I'm still the closest thing to the inside that we have here at Drink and Think Nation. Hey, it's not, is, what you, uh, it's not what you know, it's who you know. That's true. Or as uh, Dave likes to say, irregardless, uh, we're glad you're here with us tonight because he's a fucking doofus. Hey, I'm walking here. Yeah. I mean, well, let's dive in. I mean, uh, we got a lot of football to talk about. <clears throat> um, We got a lot of – we're just – he's holding it in right now. Dave is, like, pinting up his anger. And it may be like, hey, uh, you know, so what beer are you drinking? And then he's going to snap, and then there's going to be a Cowboys rant. So just stay tuned for that. It's going to be great. I've been waiting for this all week. Um, but, you know, we'll save it for a little bit later. Uh, I want to ask you a question, and this is – I know the answer. I hope you didn't see the same thing that I saw. But I want to a- ask you a question. Um, who do you think, if you had the name like, out of the top 10, maybe like the top three or five, like throw some names out there for highest jersey sales this year. It's total random shit, but it's uh, interesting enough. All sports or just football? No, no, no. In a, NFL, highest jersey sales this year. Yeah. Initial thought is going to be um, Joe Burrow and Josh Allen are going to be up okay. there. I think All right. Brock Purdy. Might be uh, like a dark horse, 
<clears throat> comer, like end of the year, and then uh, Christian McCaffrey. Okay. All right. I, I think Tom Brady's still up there. Um, okay. I think Florida's a big state. I think Tom himself, the TB12 uh, fan line, I think that's pretty pretty deep. So I put Tom in there. I also agree, Joe Burrow. Okay. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw Justin Jefferson into that mix too. Okay. Uh there is so you you danced around the top ten a little bit. Um there's some there's some interesting ones in here. Uh I think there's one big quarterback that nobody mentioned that is Jalen Hurts. Three. Uh Jalen's at eight. One Justin more. Herbert. Justin Herbert. Oh, Never Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah. There you okay. go. Mahomes is three. So the guys you name. Uh, at number 10, we got Tom Brady, Justin Fields at nine. Okay, I can see that. Jalen at eight, Jefferson at seven, your boy Dak Prescott at six, and then another Jesus. Cowboy. On this on this list, there's three Cowboys, which is why, hey, they're the highest grossing yeah. whatever uh, sports team. Sports franchise sports, ever. Sports franchise ever, ever. Dallas, Dallas is a even, big area. Yeah, but even like Barcelona and all these Globally. soccer clubs, like Globally. Dallas Cowboys. So, okay, number five, C.D. Lamb. That's got us anything. That's true. Uh, C.D. Lamb at five. You said Joe Burrow, four. Oh, Patty Poo, Mahomes at three. And then two and one, interesting, Micah Parsons at two. And Tony Pollard at one. Let's go say it. Unfortunately, he should be up there. You know how I feel about that. Josh Allen's number one. Josh Allen's number one. So, but one and two, Josh Allen – Good for you, Micah Parsons, dude. I love hey, Mike Parsons. Much, that guy I, yeah. is sick. Did he did he play Sunday? Yeah. Oh, I just I didn't see him make a play the entire <laughs> game. So I, just, I didn't know if he was. What are you talking? What are you talking about? Like the uh, Christian McCaffrey had, I think, sixty yards total. Like they didn't score a touchdown until the fourth quarter. Dallas defense well, we- was. On fire oh, that, I, all day. That was a cheap shot at, at you, uh, but you're right. Dallas's defense and San Francisco's defense both played yeah. exceptionally well Sunday. Which, uh, you know, which, sidebar, shout out to former Arkansas Razorback number 57, Dre Greenlaw, uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. Dude played his heart out Sunday. Yep. I like watching him, dude. I'll turn on anytime he's on. He is, uh, he is definitely one of the more up there pro hogs right now. Well, I mean, I guess we've been dancing around the shit all night. Let's get into last week's uh, uh, championship games. Dave, take us away. Yeah, I mean, this is just, it's the tale as old as time. Uh, I think this proves it once and for all. If there was any doubters or anything that, number one, Dak Prescott is going to go down as the Kirk Cousins, like a like a Kirk Cousins-esque type player. Uh, he's never going to be able to get it done in the, like, when it matters. He's, gonna, he's a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. Uh, he, you know, and so we were talking with someone else, talking about how it's bad juju. He's talking about how he has to make a Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. Like, bro, you've only won two playoff games in your entire career. Let's focus on making a division championship. Franchise hasn't done that in 27 years. And then, I mean, just top to bottom, I mean, uh, Mike McCarthy, absolute idiot. Like, total dipshit. 
doesn't have belong having a head coach. Let's go. Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, I mean, that guy, he's a Windex connoisseur, some bitch been licking windows his entire life. Couldn't hack it as a professional quarterback. Sure, shit can't do it as an offensive coordinator. That final play <laughs> proves it. Like, that was, how is it? Like, and we said it last week, right? If the Cowboys can put the game into Brock Purdy's hands and say, hey, Brock Purdy, you got to go win this game. They're going to have a chance. The defense absolutely did that and came through. Took CMC out of the game. You didn't see IU. You didn't see Debo really have any breakout plays. And, you know, George Kittle, and all, that's going to happen. Like, they're a great team. But the fact that the Cowboys, it's it's just, it's, the, the offense can't get anything done is just ridiculous. Tony Pollard goes out. Zeke, he's never been the same since he hurt his knee. He, he just, he doesn't have that same pop. And the offense is unable to, we talked about adjustments, right? Hey, when Tony Pollard goes out, you're going to need to change your adjustment, your, your offense a little bit. Change the fact that Zeke's your primary back. Change the fact that Dak has a lot of success running the ball. Like, figure out a different way to do it rather than slamming your head up against a brick wall. And then ultimately, you know, Dak throws a pick on our 20, a pick on their 20, and we lose by seven points. I mean, it's just the ones that hurt the most are the ones where you know that you had a chance and you just blew it. I didn't think that we necessarily, I was pretty confident that we were going to lose that game, but the fact that we should have won it makes it even worse. So here we go. Another off season where we're going to have a great roster. Um, We've already seen Jerry come out and say McCarthy staying going nowhere um as a Cowboys fan you were praying that Kellen Moore disappears from Dallas and then so what else what else are you know how is the rebuild about to take place going into next year you know uh you know people are screaming for Dak like the the dude is he's got to go he's got to go it's Tony Romo all over dudes are burning number four jerseys while wearing number nine jerseys you know yeah um which is also I, I, silly. Like he couldn't do it yeah. either. But different team. I digress. Uh, so what? What is Dave's opinion on the Cowboys' next move going into the season next year? You can't get rid of Dak, right? Because we just signed him to a big, big contract uh, last season. So you're not going to be able to get rid of him, and that's okay. Like he's not a terrible quarterback. He's you know he got us to the playoffs, one a playoff game, but he's just not going to be able to get it done. Like all the way go up uh we need to number one you need to snag a uh we need to snag a replacement running back uh for zeke a uh like a real you know somebody like a a real kind of punishing back that's able to get it done so we have a time to divest from zeke uh tony pollard hopefully when he comes back from injury obviously fractured his fibula i believe uh in that tackle. So hopefully that that goes recovery goes well and he's all good, but some concerns there. And then uh, we got to get a tight end Dallas Schultz. My God, like just, just the lackadaisical play that he has like unable to get things done. He's not a game changer. There are some other really good tight ends that you could probably go out and, and make a run for, but like is Dallas Schultz really the best we can fucking do? 
He scored your only touchdown Sunday. <laughs> he scored only. T- I mean, he he caught a he caught a two yard he caught a two yard pass. Like that could have been an offensive lineman. Like fuck, that could have been me. I could have caught it with my feet and like low crawled in. He did make a bad drop. I will give you that. that. Made a bad drop, and then he didn't drag his feet. He just like that oh, guy's not going right. to get yeah. open. That guy's that's just not going to get open. Like he's not the kind of person that's going to be like a real game breaking tight end. Um, we've had the great tight ends before him. Like, oh, what? Who? What? What's his name? Oh, I mean Jason Witten. Okay, like the I thought that best, hamster fell one of the off. best. No, one of the best of all times. You know, uh, if one of the best of all time, I mean, that's been a kind of a cowboy staple, right? You got, so, you know, let me ask you, let me ask you a question. What was McCarthy thinking on that final play, letting Zeke snap the ball? I think I know what he was thinking, but when you put a nose guard on Ezekiel Elliott and he has a wide open shot to block him and then hold him on the ground, there's no way that he can become your pitch man when he's laying on his back. I did not understand that play call one bit. No, I don't don't think anyone did. Number one, the only way that that play works, right, is if you get the ball out of your hands immediately. Immediately. You you throw it to – but you throw it behind the offensive line. You don't throw it in front of them. Like, where the fuck – what are they going to fucking do back there? You going to pitch it to the offensive line? Okay, so my thought, and I, you know, I am not an offensive coordinator. My thought was, or at least trying to live in their shoes – my thought was you put the lineman wide, and so you take all of the, the open field in the middle is fair game. And so you throw as quick as you can, a 10-yard pass, and then I think they were going to try to like hook and ladder back to uh, Zeke, but he got freaking pancaked, and like his imprint is still in the freaking field right now. And so – and then, you know, not only that didn't happen, but the 10-yard pass was like – that was the best damn tackle of the game, boy. Complimented by such a beautiful tackle. Yeah. I mean, just textbook, put it on YouTube, teach kids how to play the game with that tackle right there. Like, it, it's it's like Kellen Moore is – he's like Coach Klein from the water boy before he gets his green book back. Like, he, <laughs> you, you see him in the see him in the locker room. It's like, we you know, line up over here. And then we line up over here and eventually he's just like, I don't know where I am. I need to sit down. That's, I mean, that's what that play was like. And like Pat McAfee was talking about, this takes the pressure off of him for the the fake punt where they lined up the line completely away oh, from yeah, yeah, yeah. them. Like it said, it take, completely takes pressure off of that. And it's like, let's not forget folks that we are, this is the year after against the same team. We called a QB sneak from yep. the 40 where without any timeouts, where time expires instead of throwing a Hail Mary. So let's yeah. not forget about that. So this is, it's not like this is a once one off, but constantly the guy cannot adapt an offense to complement the players on the field. You know, the one thing you said uh, last week, yeah, I guess it was last week where you were talking about um, how the Chargers organization is going to feel the pain of that loss for years and years to come. Uh, this could be a situation like this in Dallas. Not only in, you know, my humble opinion was super high on Tony Pollard, make him the guy, fade Zeke, et cetera, et cetera. So not only do you lose, uh, you know, be, uh, do this becoming a household name running back, 
you also have now lost to the same team in the playoffs back to back in a similar fashion. And I mean, similar as in like, what the fuck play call was that? Or what, you know, what are you doing kind of fashion? It wasn't like Hail Mary or, you know, you got stuffed at the one yard line. It was like, wait, why did we do that? And so this kid hurt for a hot minute. Well, it hurts right now. That's for sure. Uh, But I mean, it's also, I mean, this is the same team that's like, it has five, it has tied for the second with the most Super Bowl rings, but hasn't been to a divisional championship game since in 27 years. I saw a thing that said that the last time they were in a, in the, in the championship game, Jalen Hurts was not alive. Neither was that. Yeah. 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 It's just like, you know, eventually, and this is where, you know, on a whole nother level, eventually, you know, Jerry and the the family, the oligarchy of the Jones family needs to be a little bit introspective and say, all right, what is the common theme between then and now? He won one Super Bowl. And then it's just been complete famine since then, despite having the most talented roster or one of the most talented rosters year after year after year. It's just fucking, uh, it's really upsetting. Uh, I did not break my TV or punch holes in the wall. I tried really hard to like control myself, but I, once the fourth quarter hit, it got, it got bad in the house. It got bad. All right. Um, Let's uh let's move on to the games on Saturday, last Saturday. So any quick takeaways? I will tell you that um I look like a real Mick jackass on uh the Giants pick. I was high on the Giants. I didn't think they were gonna win the game, but I thought it was gonna be close and it was just not even fun to watch. Thirty eight to seven. Uh I think I think they're doing things there. I think Dabble's the guy. I don't know that Danny Dimes is, you know, Saquon hit or miss, like the culture there is getting better. They've made it this far, you know, mad props to the Giants this year, but Jalen handled business. Coming back fresh, he looked like the dude. Yeah, and I thought they did uh, the big thing that I think going forward that should be worrying to the San Francisco is, and we can talk about it later, is the Eagles ran the damn ball a lot. Jalen Hurts ran it. Uh, they they were not afraid, gained over 260 yards on the ground. That is just insane on how much they were able to just dominate the offensive line in the line of scrimmage dominated. So yeah, they're 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 a dangerous team. All right, Big Rich. Any thoughts on the Saturday games? The Jags, Chiefs, Giants, Eagles? Yeah. Um I'm gonna contradict myself later, but the Chiefs looked really good Saturday. Um, that offense just clicks so well. Patrick Mahomes is such a playmaker. At any given time, he can make plays happen. He can keep plays alive where the average Joe just can't do it. Um, he runs around. He sees the field well. He can see both sides of the field. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be that guy one day. I really do. I think Trevor Lawrence is he's, he's on his way to being a great in this league and being a top five, a top five quarterback year in and year out. I just don't think he's there yet, and it's unfortunate that he got put against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Uh, with that being said, I think the Chiefs' run ends this weekend, and I think they go home um, after facing Joe Burr. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with that one, but we'll get to the picks later. Um, yeah, so it's kind of a downer week for us, right? You know, this is just not a good week as it should be. Well, I, I guess it, it is also because football is coming to an end. So it's a downer in that, and then both Dak and my teams lose in embarrassing fashions. So, Dak, do you want to – I will cede the floor to you. Do you need to, like, express some feelings? Uh, real quick, real quick, I just had to say one thing. So here in Arkansas, the majority of us bet on Bet Saracen, um, the mobile app, and they run specials. And I've shared a couple of these specials with you guys. Um, and there was – there was a, a special that I had. Uh, I put $10 on it to win 55 and it was, will these quarterbacks complete two or more receiving touchdowns over the weekend? And it was Jalen Hurts, well over two. Joe Burrow, two in the first quarter. Patrick Mahomes, two in the first quarter. And the one quarterback that could not get it done for me was Josh Allen. The one quarterback that I thought would do it without question, throw for two-plus touchdowns, in this game, even with the weather conditions, was Josh Allen, and he didn't get he didn't get it done. So my fifty five dollars was thrown down the drain in this in this Bills game. So Dak, I'll start with that. Uh, All right, thank you. I, want, yeah. I wanted you to know how much it hurt me. Yeah, ten dollars worth with the uh, potential of fifty five. That that be that hurts. I I'd be pissed off too. That's, that's uh, three meals at, at at Whataburger, man. I should have heard that. Um. So point one, I'm still repping. Here we go. Still rocking it. Uh, two, I was going to shit on you for the weather condition comment, but I forgot you've been up there to upstate New York multiple times and have seen the torrential pouring of snow and the absolute shitting that can occur. Uh, I don't think it was that bad. That was that was not the uh, lake effect snow that Buffalo and – and that area is used to. It certainly wasn't what they saw whenever they had to move the game to Detroit. That's right. Yeah. No. Um, I was going to say, well, I, I text Dave, actually. I was like, dude, this is, and I, I don't know. I text a bunch of people. I was fired up. I was excited for the snow. I was like, dude, this is a lot. Joey Burrow, Joey Cool ain't too cool because it's negative 30 and we're about to roll because that's that's the Bills jam, dude. They don't call him for nothing. Stop. <laughs> uh, I was I was pretty pumped for the weather. Um, but what happens, in my opinion, with weather like that is when you get down quick, you can't be careless with the ball. You can't throw 80-yard bombs. You have to, you know, slow roll, run the football, nice, safe plays. And, you know, uh, it was clear that Stefan Diggs was pissed off. He didn't get his touches. Uh, props to the Cincinnati defense. They won that game. They own that game. Josh Allen was, I, I guarantee you, he was bruised to shit because he got sandwiched all freaking afternoon. And it just wasn't pretty. They never got rolling. Running game was ass. Uh, and then they never got the touches to their their key players. And it was just, it was abysmal. I would have, in a million years, not thought that team was going to lose 27 to 10. All right. So, Dak, you, you, you threw the the – Curve ball over to me. I'm going to throw it back to you. There's murmurings around the NFL. Oh, Josh Allen is uh, is somewhat of a – he's a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback, but he is not – like he is 
we've put him in the conversation, right? Where it's where we've got Joe Burrow, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he's up right there. But are do we need to start kind of understanding that maybe he's not that person? Maybe he's kind of that second tier that sits a little bit below that. Uh, I don't know. I have a thought on this. Go ahead. Um, I think Josh Allen is in that top tier of quarterbacks when it comes to fantasy football. I think if you draft Josh Allen in fantasy football, you're going to get an average of 25 points a game. Some weeks you'll get 30, some weeks you'll get 20, but he's consistent at quarterback in fantasy. Now, being a fantasy guy, I respect that. But that's not the case in the real world. And I, I do agree that I think he's been shoved in a tier that he doesn't belong in week in and week out when it comes to Sunday, Monday, Thursday, the captain of the offense, you know, the cadence caller. When it comes to that, I think he I think sometimes he makes bonehead mistakes that uh, your elite quarterbacks tend not to make, at least this deep in their career. Uh, I will agree with you. And to your first point, there's a reason I took his ass in the second round. So that's going to – in a dynasty league, that's going to pan out for years to come for me, uh, having Josh Allen on the fantasy roster. Uh, my second point is I do think he belongs. I think he is the guy. There's a couple of issues that, that Buffalo needs to work around. I think it starts with their running game. Um, side note, side story. Do you – Who's the who, who's the starting running back for the Buffalo Bills? Singletary. Uh, what's, what's his first name? Devin. Okay, yeah, fair fair point, Rich. Yeah, Devin Singletary. For uh huh, go ahead. Is, was it not James Cook the last few weeks? So when they flopped back, but you answered the question I wanted you to to answer. Devin Singletary. I for years now it's been like a slip, and so now it's like become a thing. I call him. Daryl Singletary. Do you know who Daryl Singletary is, Dave? If you don't, I'm you lose 10 cool points and you're not a real Texan country music fan. What? Okay. Yep. Silence. Got it. <laughs> Moving on. So he's a, he's a country musician, uh, old school country guy. And so, like, I always slip up and call him Daryl Singletary. He's Googling that shit right now, isn't he? I bet you there's a song or two, you know. Tell me a song he sings. Is that D A R R Y L or D A R R E L? Would these arms be in your way? That's not. A, that's that's a remake. I've heard spilled whiskey, but I don't. No. <laughs> yep. I, I'm all right not knowing this one. Yo, oh, all right. We're gonna talk offline about this. You you lose so many respect points. I will. I love King George. Never heard of. Single tear. Anyway, so I've, don't I've been called. Don't feel bad, Dave. I fell asleep during a Ricky Skaggs concert one time. That's a shame. Well, that's that's totally different. I mean, what's this guy? I mean, let, let me just see how it's many. Not totally different. That's, shut yeah, your mouth. Ricky Skaggs is like a a legend. Daryl Singletary. <laughs> what's what's the last time? What's the last thing he sold out? A, a country music fair. <laughs> the, the Calhoun County Fair. That's the well, shit got, I go to, boy. He's got 22 million plays. All right. Yep. All right. So. Whatever. 
Daryl Singletary is not on the field, but Devin is. But now it's just a thing. I call him Daryl. My wife knows immediately who I'm talking about, and so it's a thing. So, uh, But I think that's a problem in Buffalo. The running game is not great. I think Cook is going to develop into a really great running back. I like uh, I like a lot of the stuff they're doing there. That's the slot throws. McKenzie plays a big part in that. Um, but the running game is not respected, right? And so when you don't respect the run game, you have to pass the football. And so we've talked this before, Dave, for as many awesome, great throws that he has, which he does, man. He has hit Gabe Davis and he has hit Stefan Diggs in some crazy shit that most normal humans cannot do. You cannot doubt his desire to win, his physicality and toughness and his arm strength. Cannot deny it. No, I don't think anyone that knows football would say that those aren't true facts. I agree. But when you don't, when you don't respect the run game, they know he's going to be doing that. And so for all the great stuff that he does, he's going to have those um, those interceptions and, and the bad stuff that comes with it. Now, I agree with Rich here. He makes some bonehead decisions because he's forcing the football. And uh, I think hopefully that comes as a, a learning thing. Like, hey, just sit in the pocket, just dump it to, you know, the eighth row before you try to force a football. Um, and so I think he'll grow, but I think he is the dude. And, you know, the past, the, the numbers support it. Don't look at the interceptions and, you know, maybe the the bad side of it, but the numbers support it. He's the dude. He's the dude. And Buffalo I mean, absolutely loves him. At what point does he quit making those mistakes? Yeah. Well, I hope next, next year. Fifth, So fifth year as a starting quarterback, it just finishes fifth season. So it's not like he just came around yesterday. And – he has only gotten more talent around him in the last couple of years. Granted, they run the running back by committee, but a lot of teams do that. Uh, so, yeah. Listen, remember, that- remember who you're talking about, though. This is kind of like how I relate it to Baker Mayfield at uh, Cleveland. You, you don't have shit forever. You win a playoff game, and then they cut your ass. Like, were you going to let Josh Allen go? Absolutely not. Like he has taken them from nothing, got them to something. We're in the playoffs every year. People are watching Buffalo. People are the number one jersey seller in the NFL. Like you can't let Josh Allen go. Well, I don't think they will, but Josh Allen wasn't crotch grabbing cancer patients when he was in college either. I mean, Bakers, they're two different calibers. I'm just saying, okay, touche. I'm just saying the he has taken us from somewhere to somewhere a lot better. And so just remember that we are we very quickly forget how far you know no, a team I, has come. No, 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 I agree. And I will say this though, if you tell your buddy McDermott to call Dave's buddy McCarthy, um, they could get Zeke off Dallas's hands and they'd have a running back that they so desperately need. And as much as I can't stand Zeke, like just Tony Pollard all day long, that's not a terrible idea. They need someone that is a consistent running back that that can, you know carry the ball more than a yard at a time. I have one closing statement about the uh, about the Cincinnati-Buffalo game, and I'm going to quote my buddy Eli Apple here. Cancun on three. One, two, three. Cancun. Good. Good. Hey, actually, let me, let me back that up with saying one thing that I do not love. Eli Apple. Uh, no, I, I respect Eli Apple's ability and talent. I loved watching him in Ohio State back in the day. I thought he was a good dude. Um, I, I'm not huge on Stefan Diggs's attitude. 
you know, me, I am a team player. It doesn't matter if, if you know, if I was a starting quarterback and I got sacked 56 times, kind of the, the Joe Burrow mentality, like this is my team and I will pick you up 10 times out of 10. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's a leadership thing. And so when you're on the sidelines and you're throwing your hands up, like you're not getting me my touches, you're not getting me the ball. Okay, bud, will you stand in the pocket for five minutes and get your ass sacked off in the snow all day? You know, like that's nobody on the team. That is not beneficial or helpful going forward in, in that game into next season. And so you got to check your attitude. And this is a team effort. I lose, you lose. I win, you win. And so I, I'm not a fan of that at all. Uh, so I'm going to go on the other side with that. I of mean, course I you think, are, every week. Because uh, we've seen Stefan Diggs, right, at the, at the end of the AFC Championship game last year against the Bengals sitting and watching on the field, not going to the locker room and watching the trophy ceremony. We've seen him do it two years in a row. And I think he's tired of it. And to be, fa- I- to be fair – Josh Allen was missing some throws. Now, he was running for his life 90 times out of 10, but he was also missing some throws that he he had out there, and I think he had some right to, to yell at him. The one, the one play that comes to mind where Stefan kind of had an outburst on the field is when Josh Allen had a clean pocket and Stefan ran like a little 10-yard comeback on the right side of the field and – and Josh Allen hit him in between the kneecaps and the ankles, hit him right in the shins. And Stefan kind of got up and he was like, man, what the heck? You know, just hit me right here, hit me right here. And I, I agree, Dave, I get it, you know, I, but I can see both sides of this. I also agree with, I also agree with that. You're a professional. You're, you got a million eyes on you, you know, uh, hold it together. But also, hey, man, I'm tired of losing. I want to win. I'm a winner. Emotions are running high. Yeah, you both know like my competitiveness. I hate like like diagnosable disease illness about how much I hate to lose. And so I totally respect that from Diggs. Like I like that. Like you want that guy on your team. However, I just don't think that that's helpful for the rest of the the situation going forward. Hey, shake it off, you know, knuckles get back in the huddle and then on the sideline be like, dude, what the fuck were you doing? Like hit me in the chest. Don't hit me in the shins. Like get your shit together. Eat, you know, you, I'm all about tearing my ass up on the side, but that's a closed door conversation. The rest of the team, the rest of the, the fans, the momentum will shift completely because of thing, little things like that. Yeah. And that, I totally agree with that. And it is, you have to know uh, how to, have that confrontation so that way it's professional. And I totally agree with that. That's the thing on the sidelines where you grab him by the freaking face mask and you stick his, like that face mask in your face and you tell him exactly what you think, but enough that it's, it's away from the group. So it doesn't, it doesn't cause these fractures where it's Stefan's team versus uh, Josh Allen's team. That's a leadership thing, you know, Uh, and we relate a lot to the military. You would never, as the officer, rip your NCO, you know, the the figurehead of your unit in front of the rest of the team, right? You take them behind the door, you close and you go, get your shit together. But you, no one yeah. else ever sees that. And so I think right. that's that's where I'm coming from. Those yes. are the, the two most known players on that team. If you're into it together and you're, you know, physically frustrated and throwing hands up and cussing back and forth, not helpful. 
almost like a halftime adjustment. Oh God. Exactly. Hey, I, I will say though, and I think I think Stefan's mindset is in perfect parallel with the money a quote from the movie Moneyball. I hate losing more than I love winning. I think that's where Stefan Diggs is at. I think he is so tired of losing that he would rather pitch a fit, you know, throw a tantrum on the sideline, let the world see him mad, unhappy, disgruntled, whatever you want to say, than he would anything else because he is just so – he hates losing so much, which is a good thing to have if you're a Bills fan because I don't see Stephon going anywhere for a long time. I agree. They'll get it together. It's uh, It was a good season, but better seasons to come. So, all right. Uh, any other comments before – you know, I really feel like we should probably talk about some beer. And uh, I feel like I've got a good one. I bet Dave's got a good one. And I'm guessing I've Big Rich has got the best I've one of all. A good one. All right, well, tell me about it. Oh, man. Tonight I decided to uh, <laughs> go for a fine Pilsner beer. It's brewed with the highest quality ingredients. They use a choice hop from the Pacific Northwest as well as a noble size hops. They deliver more taste and aroma and color with only 96 calories per 12 ounces. My friends, I'm drinking none other than the Miller Lite. Hey, what's uh, what's 96 times 12? That's that's about how many calories you're going to consume tonight. 96 times 12, my friend. 1,018. 11,866. Math checks out. Uh, that's nine calories moving on. Um, we can take uh, every time Big Rich has been on this show, we just we can cut the same clip, just throw it in there. Big Rich, what are you drinking tonight? Insert Big Rich's beer review, reading said can while chugging Miller Lot. Well, this is the part of the show where we read you that we're sponsored by Miller Brewing Company, not from Golden, Colorado. That's a different that's brewing right. company. It's from Milwaukee. <laughs> but, uh, you know... <laughs> Just if you're ever interested, just we're out there. Anyways, all right. Uh, I'll let Dak go last because so we're taking it from we've got, you know, big rich, and, and then it gets slightly more sophisticated, and then it goes up to Dak's where it gets borderline like out of control. So I am drinking Deschutes. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. It's from Oregon. Uh, this is where uh, part of the Oregon. show where I tell you that it's the pronounced Oregon and everyone else, or Dak is going to pronounce it Oregon and everyone's going to be like, what the hell kind of word is he saying? He's trying to say Oregon, but this is from Oregon uh, and it is from Bend, Oregon. I don't know where that is, but I bet it's a pretty, pretty nice place. But this is a hazy IPA, uh, which is one of my favorites. It's a it's kind of a blood orange citrusy, uh, which is I've been on a big blood orange kick recently, which has been great. And this one, it's super clean. It doesn't have like a uh, one of the my things that I hate is stuff that has a bad aftertaste or kind of a an aftertaste that sticks with you. So it doesn't do that. Um, I love this one. I think I gave it a four two five on uh, untapped. So this is the fresh haze IPA. From Deschutes, from Oregon, not Oregon. Go ahead, Dak. It's almost scary that as you were saying that you were going to say Oregon and I was going to say Oregon, I said Oregon. It's it's pretty scary uh, that we're inside each other's head. There you nice. go. Wait a minute. 
Um, That'll be on the internet. Hey, uh, if you can find it, the shoots makes uh, like a mixer pack. It's a 12 pack and it's got, I think three or four different IPAs that they make. There's one called like the Highline IPA. It's got that one fresh squeeze. They've got one that's like a West coast dank IPA that like literally it's like marijuana in a bottle almost. It's so freaking dank. Um, it's, it's a pretty good mix up there. Deschutes makes a good beer as for being like a, I want to say like mid, mid size. They're, right. they're beyond regional now. They're almost global. I mean, you can pick up the shoots almost anywhere. Uh, they, they keep it fresh and keep it real. I mean, that's a good, good IPA. Um, I'm going to talk about a beer you gave me when we saw each other a couple weeks ago. Um, and this is a brown ale, probably one of my top five favorite beers to to dive into. This is from Big Sky Brewing Company out of Montana. How do you say Montana? Is Montana appropriate? Montana. Montana. Joe Montana was a quarterback, you crazy asshole. Uh, this is Moose Knuckle. No, it's not. That's it. I that is a funny song. Moose the Moose Knuckle Draw. It's oh, like the watermelon crawl. Moose knuckle shuffle, yeah. This is not so, called moose knuckle. This is called moose drool. I legitimately misread that. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Uh, another clip that'll be on the internet. All right, moose drool. Uh, brown ale from Big Sky Brewing Company out of Montana. Uh, this is a quintessential brown ale. I like brown ales. They're, they're smooth enough and crushable enough where you can put them away pretty quick. Uh, but they've got some sustenance to it, a little backbone, um, a little like nutty flavor to it. And then this one's a little sweeter than how I make my brown ales, but nonetheless, this is a, a very good beer. So high regards to the old moose knuckle shuffle. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, Before we get off the beer thing, I'm going back to Boulevard on Friday. So let me guy know if you guys want any stuff from swag from Boulevard. Swag. I'll get swag. I'll make make sure to get Dak that that Boulevard s'more beer. Ugh. Um, I have a sticker you got me. I haven't put it on yet because I'm not sure where to put it. It'll go somewhere over here. Actually, so these, if you can see, these are breweries that I've been to. These are breweries that my closest of friends have gotten me stickers and put up. So, um, yeah, dude, I would, I would maybe rock a, a hat from, from there. So they got, they got, they got your style, like the rope hats. They're big into rope hats. Are you for real? Yeah. It's almost like too much. Yeah. No, no such a thing. There is, you ask big Richard over there. I mean, he's wearing a fly ass hat right now. There is no such a, no such a creature as a hat. That's too over the top. You find it, I will rock it. So, actually, if you if you buy me one, I'll pay you back for that. Yeah, I don't okay. I don't think that exists for either one of us. Yep. Yeah. As long as I've known Big Rich, he's been that guy. He it it's out there. It's on the edge. He's gonna own it. And he's gonna rock it. And so, that's one of my favorite things I appreciate about. One of my favorite things I appreciate about you. I appreciate that. Mom always said somebody's got to be the baddest son. Why not you? There you go. <laughs> there you go. 
And that's our safety brief for the week. Anyways, uh, <laughs> moving on. All right. So I think Dak, let's take this into the definitely maybe, cause I think this is, this is a real philosophical one we got here. So we could probably, uh, go for a while on this one. So take us into your definitely maybe. Okay. All right. So we had a, a couple of them uh, that we were going to talk about tonight. We'll save them for future episodes. And we might just, you know, keep rocking and hit two tonight because I'm feeling froggy. And we had some real – you came up with some really good ones. So our definitely maybe, uh, definitely probably, whatever the hell we call it. All right. So desert island situation, you have, you know – an island in sand and clearly you have a bunch of beer and somehow you have electricity. And so you get to watch whatever you want. I don't care. You can watch anything you want, but you get to watch only one item of sports. Okay. Like one game, one singular game or, you know, match, whatever it may be, not like a team or you don't get to play the game. You get to plug that bitch in and you get to watch it. What is definitely the best game of all time that you will have on your desert island? Probably. All right, I'll go first because this one's this one is uh, there's a lot of them that you could throw up there, but I think this one is going to be it'll it's the one that'll always give you the feels at the end of it, right? I was thinking, uh, honestly, I was thinking, uh, you know. The 1980 Olympics, the uh, semifinal match against the Soviet Union, the Do You Believe in Miracles? I mean, that one, you know, get you get your hair standing up. Uh, you could. There's a lot of just like down to the wire. You could do kick six for which is also yeah for Auburn, which is another one that's just like. But I'm gonna go Tiger Woods Masters win 2019. You know, Jim Nance at the end, and it's in our intro, right? A win for the ages. Uh, yep. Tiger Woods winning the Masters after coming back from everything. That is absolutely going to be the match that I'm going to watch. That's a good pick. Um, I had four picks in mind. Um, first was, the 2006 Rose Bowl, Texas USC, I think is the greatest football yeah. game of all time. Uh, secondly was the kick six, like you mentioned, Alabama-Auburn. Third, as an Arkansas fan, in just one moment, the game itself wasn't very good. Uh, don't steal when, my pick. You're about to steal my pick, aren't you? I don't, I don't think so. Let okay, me see. carry on. All right. When Joe, Joe Adams punt return against Tennessee, was that your pick? No, that was close though, because that was okay. that was a hell of a game and beat the shit out and, of Tennessee. And only reason I like it because Joe Adams had this mon monstrosity of a punt return, and I actually not long ago quoted it to my wife, where the commentator says, "Tiger ropes around the right side." Houdini's in the house to white tonight, and he's wearing number three, and nobody's home to watch that house. And I, I love that moment as an Arkansas fan because I remember just jumping up and down like, "Golly, Joe Adams is so good." Bobby Petrino's got these boys rolling. We've got all these weapons. We've got all these athletes. But I can't pick just one single event, and I hope you guys aren't mad at me. I'm picking, the, 2000, I'm picking the 2001 World Series against the Diamondbacks against the Yankees when they postponed the World Series because of 9-11. And in game three, they had President Bush come out and throw the first pitch. And yeah. it was just like this this freaking – this, this just 
I can't describe it, just chills. It yeah. Was, unfortunately, the Yankees didn't win, but I think that was the last time and possibly the first time we ever saw all of America come together for the greater good. And baseball is America's pastime. And that moment in time just kind of stands out to me that if I only, first of all, if I was stranded on a desert island, I think I'd be kind of sad and want to be back in civilization. And I think that particular moment would help me find peace and comfort and happiness. And that's the moment I picked the 2001 world series. At all the, the shit that ESPN puts out there from a day-to-day basis, um, uh... Their 30 for 30 series, they have a lot of decent, they have a lot of good 30 for 30s, but that that one is a phenomenal 30 for 30 on just the mindset going out there. Um, and I think President Bush talks to Derek Jeter. Derek, Derek Jeter kind of sees him and tries to talk to him, but he's just like focused. He's, he's just throwing mode, pitches yeah. constantly under, because he's like, I can't skip it in. Like I have to, it has to go straight into the glove. Yeah. It's it's an awesome, awesome you 30 know, for 30. And just a sidebar about that time, you remember when Sammy Sosa had that little miniature American flag and he just took off through the outfield at Wrigley with that flag over his right shoulder? Yeah. And that that also, you know, that just gives me freaking chills, man. That just you – know, such a time, barring the circumstances, obviously, but just to see America come together like that when that, that whole time of baseball in 2001 was just so incredible. I, uh, All right, Dak, good luck following yeah, up that pick. I, I, you're right. I was just running that through my head. It's like, well, man, I can't, I can't top that. Um, you know, you know how much that tiger masters win meant to me, dude. I, one of the most fired up moments I've ever been like, that was just like, my my childhood like rushing back like watching him as a as an adult win that game that was that was phenomenal um here's something that uh you may give me shit for both of you i never watched the pick six game or the kick six game rather never watched it to this day never seen it i've obviously you've seen the kick dude you've never you never went back and watched that game i never no and i'm i'm I remember where I was when I watched it. So I I posed this question to my wife earlier, and I was like, you know, what what's your answer? She, without hesitation, she said kick six. And uh, she watched it. I was deployed and didn't have good enough service to watch it in Afghanistan or whatever I was doing, yada, yada. Uh, never saw it. So I've seen the highlights. One day I'll go back and watch the whole thing. But that's a, that's an easy answer, so I like that. And then when you, when you brought up the the – the uh freaking Yankees thing, dude. I could see Dave just like he was growing and growing and like the smirk came on. You know what he is about as American as they come, and that's right up Dave's alley. So they don't make um, a much more Texan than President Bush, do they Dave? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna do my homer pick. I haven't had a homer pick in a while. I haven't really harped on the Razorbacks too much lately. Arkansas uh, 1962 championship. 64. Nope. 64 right. there you go whatever all right whatever. uh i'm gonna go 2015 arkansas razorback game rich you with me yet against lsu four nope. over four overtime auburn game no no so I, I almost went with the 
uh, seven heaven there. Like obviously that if you're on, if you're on a, uh, an Island and you can watch one game, like seven overtimes, not only is that going to give you more time to watch, like that's like a four hour game, but that's also a lot of excitement. So I, I almost went to that one, but my pick is a 2015 Arkansas Razorbacks against the Ole Miss rebels. Oh, 51 to 50, the Hunter, the Hunter heave. The Hunter heave. Yep. yep. So, Hunter Henry, uh, really love Hunter Henry as a as a tight end. They go, he throws the ball back. They were like, "Is the game? You know, the game's over. You know, or was it?" And so the, the ball kept going. There was a fumble. Dan Skipper tipped the ball like crazy shit. If you haven't seen that play, like, just you could probably type in you know like hashtag Hunter Heave or something, and it'll come up. That's a, a crazy play. And then uh, Brandon Allen, woof, Brandon Allen, Brandon <laughs> Allen, self killed. Yeah, uh, eventually goes down, throws a touchdown pass to Drew Morgan, who I also had uh, high regards for. So 51-50, Arkansas over Ole Miss. That was a hell of a game. I could watch that on repeat. Yeah, that's uh, um, – I didn't even think about that, but I could watch the the LSU A&M game, seven overtimes in yeah. 2018. That's another one that uh, – uh, yeah, I didn't the, even think about that, but that's a great pick. Yeah, the Just recent what Penn, iconic ones. You know, Penn State went to a lot of overtimes recently in a long game. That that was just like all excitement. But thinking about it, and I think we can all three agree with this: if you were actually, if you were actually stranded on a desert island, wouldn't you want to watch your favorite team? It, obviously, well, I'm mean, not going to change my pick, but I think I would rather watch Arkansas get their their peckers beating the dirt by Alabama than watch some random, you know, some random baseball or NBA game that I know nothing about. If I'm stranded, if I'm stranded on an Island. I see Dude, it both I, ways. If I watch the Cowboys while I'm stranded on a desert Island, I might just go drown myself. So say, yeah. <laughs> they won't be there long. Population um, zero. I see it both ways because I agree. You want to watch your team. Like, you need something to remind you of home. Side note, like, there's a part of me on a parallel universe that's just thriving on a desert island right now. Like, I'm all about it. Just technology shit kills me. So, uh, but, yeah, I agree with you. I'm all about, like, watching my home team. But then I, I also will see Dave's point. And if you've got one sporting event to watch – you know, an eight-hour round of golf is probably not a bad idea either because you can watch that thing just a different, a thousand different camera angles over an eight-hour period, and, you know, that's going to buy some time for you. Is this a high-definition TV, or is this just like an old – No, it's the best. Red, yellow, red, yellow, white, analog plug TV, yeah. like super staticky. No, like, it's a, you've got You've got endless 30 packs of Miller Lot. You've got fish that you catch, and you got, like – the the top tier TV do I on, have on the planet? Do I have batter and hot grease? Can I fry these fish? Uh yes. As yeah, a last okay. request. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm good. And I'm I might just I might yeah. just uh I'll shoot you the I'll text you the coordinates and you yeah. can meet me there because I might be hanging out there for a while. <laughs> hey, if we take way. if we all get a TV and we get to keep <laughs> our picks, that is a pretty damn good time, boy. Dude, that's a that's a line up there. Let's uh, let's get into this week briefly, and then we'll we'll wrap it up kind of early tonight. Um, I want to hear everybody's thoughts on championship games, AFC and SC championship. 
Yeah, so we got um we'll start out San Francisco at the Eagles over under or sorry, it's minus two and a half to the Eagles. Over under is 46 and a half. So I will pitch it off to one of you guys and get your initial thoughts on this matchup. Eagles obviously coming off of, uh, coming off a dominant win. Uh, but San Francisco is on a roll uh, and they are doing well. So what are your thoughts? I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, I think it's, I think it's going to be pretty lopsided. I'm taking San Francisco 49ers big. Whoa. Yep. Uh, and, wow. And here, here's why they've got the most dynamic offensive weapons at any given time out of all the remaining teams. You take a George Kittle, you take a Debo, you take a CMC, and you take a, a Mr. Like you guys said, now relevant Brock Purdy. They're good. Their their offense is really good, and that's not counting Brennan Ayuk, Ayuk, however you say his name. Yeah, and that's that's not counting that extremely extremely lethal defense of theirs. Their linebacker core, and I know I've already gave Dre Greenlaw praise one time tonight, but San Francisco's linebacker core has the ability to transition between pass defense and run defense better than anybody I've seen possibly since I've started watching professional football at a, at a high rate. I think San Francisco wins this game. I think they dominate this game. I think San, I'll take San Francisco to win by two scores. I, I say San Francisco wins by wow. two scores. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. <clears throat> I will say this. I completely agree with you on their weapons. No one else is, comes even close. Now, I, I will also say that I feel like everybody's been like, is this the guy? Is Purdy the guy? And, oh, he's going to slip up. He's not the next Tom. He's going to shit the bed. And the dude's been playing good football. And so we talked about it last week. Like, you don't you don't even have to be phenomenal. You just have to dump it off to the right dude and let him work. That's and right. So yeah. I'll say that. Um, my My next comment would be, I would completely agree with you if I had not watched Jalen Hurts last week. He looked so freaking good, dude. They looked like a football team, and like they had never missed a step. And so, I don't, I'm not asking you this to by any means to knock your intelligence or your football wisdom, but can you name two players off of that New York Giants defense? I can't off the Giants. Yes. No shit. No, I, I can't. I, I don't know. I don't know that Dave could. I don't know that if we called 20 of our closest friends and families they could what i'm trying to get to is that giant's defense is not what what jalen is going to see it's a reasonable comment i completely agree but uh, you know the giants have looked like a football team all year though and so and, and i do agree i agree with you there saquon's he's had his redemption year they've got a lot of weapons at, at receiver their offense daniel jones might be that, that guy regardless of how bad we don't want to say it um I'm not going to disagree with you there. It's going to be a good football game, but I just – I personally think San Francisco's defense is much better than New York's defense. Yeah, I mean, we said it last week. Like, can Brock Purdy put the team on his back and get it done? Or is – you know, when is the breaking point for him? And, and does it exist? I don't know. I will tell you this to your point. The Niners are crushing the NFC in the last nine games. They have not lost a single one. Yeah, and I think to what Dak just said, just you know, this is something we brought up last week. But once you get to the point where Brock Purdy has to drop back and pass and 
come back come back from a uh, from a deficit, a significant deficit. Let's say two two score deficit. I think that's when we're going to start to see because we kind of saw it a little bit against the Cowboys. He was good, not great, but that's what all he needs to be. He just needs to be good and not make any mistakes. Uh, so if the Eagles can get up and score, and it's all going to revolve around that run game because you're absolutely right that the pass defense and the pass rush is going to get after Jalen Hurts, and they're not going to be fools like the New York Giants were. They're going to contain Hurts, not rush past him so he can run for 40 yards. Uh, the question is going to be, can they stop a pretty dominant run game that the uh, the Eagles have? And if they can, I think they do have a shot. I, I Definitely from a coaching standpoint, I'm not sold on the Eagles coach. I think he's a little – he's a – he hasn't come under the uh, level of scrutiny that Philly, the Philly like market can give him. And I think if he, if he loses by two scores to San Francisco, he's going to start to feel the heat uh, there in Philadelphia. Well, he can be the guy or not the guy, but I can tell you what he is. And he is the face of a lot of memes right now. Cause after last week, the dude was all over the TV, like the, you know, he's sticking his nose up thing. That's everywhere. And then the the hot mic situation. He's like, you don't tell me what the fuck to do. That so, I, yeah. I don't know. Um, I I don't know. I don't feel one way or the other about Sirianni. But I think this is probably uh, going to be a good game. I I agree with Rich here. Uh, I don't know that I feel confident enough to bet it. I I don't watch it. I mean, I watch a lot of football, but I don't spend as much attention on the NFC as I do the AFC. I guess. Um, so I, I guess I can tell you a lot more about, you know, Cincy and, and KC on a personal level. Um, yeah, just haven't caught a lot of San Fran games, I guess. I'll but give you a hint, um, a hint on my pick is that the unders, the under, I think, to 46 and a half with San Francisco's defense and then the Eagles probably being able to 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 keep it, to get some pressure on Brock Purdy, I think. 46 and a half is a really high number. All right. I like it. Let's move on to Cincy KC real quick. And then uh, we'll, at some point, the other two of us will lock in a, a bet of the week. Um, what are your thoughts about Cincy? I think, I know a lot of people are saying the Eagles are the team to beat. And I, I understand that, you know, they've got, they have a ton of offensive weapons and, you know, going to, to, Y'all's point about San Francisco, who has more offensive weapons? I think Cincinnati has a ton of offensive weapons too. I mean, uh, you know, Mixon is having uh, an awesome year. Obviously, Jamar Chase is just getting out there and getting it done. And, you know, even when people know he's a star receiver and then they got T. Higgins, they got other complimentary Boyd. stuff. Yeah, Tyler Boyd. They're, they're a, uh, a really great offense. And the one thing that's always held them back that we saw last year was how well can they protect the passer? Because, gosh, most sacked passer last year was Joe Burrow. Uh, they've done a better job this year. And then Kansas City defense is not that good. The, it, it looked like a flip last week. You know, it was, Josh Allen looked like Joe Burrow all last season. Yeah. Yeah. So this number to me especially with a injured Patrick Mahomes. So how good is he going to be able to go 
on that. What I, we can assume probably an ankle sprain, uh, you know, obviously saw him in a lot of discomfort. How well will he be able to do the tricksy stuff and the crazy things, or can people just pin their ears back and go after him? Well, as you guys know, the Bengals have won the last three against Kansas City. Right. They're, they've got something to prove last year, uh, after last year's Super Bowl appearance. Um, I, I think the Bengals get this done. I've already – I think you guys know how I feel about Joe Burrow. I think he is top three, maybe top one. Do it. Say this. He's top three, but he's not number two or three in the league right now. Yeah. My pick of the week, Hayden Hurst, anytime touchdown, plus 275. Yeah. Uh, and I've got another I got another pick of the week, just going back to the 49ers game real quick. Their fullback, what's his name? Kyle uh Jizzard. Uh, check, use check. Yeah. Anytime touchdown plus one thousand. Okay. If you notice the 49ers offense, when they get in the red zone, when they especially get within the five, they're gonna line him up in like this offset power eye formation. They're gonna fake the dive to McCaffrey or to uh, Elijah Mitchell, and they're gonna stick it in the fullback's belly. I take Kyle Juszczyk getting in the end zone, and I take Hayden Hurst getting in the end zone this week. Those are my anytime I, touchdown bets of the week. I like that plus one thousand for that dude. That's not a oh. dumb pick at all. I I miss the days of a fullback. Bring them back. Like yeah. put my big ass two hundred and sixty pounds in the backfield, and it doesn't matter what's in front of you. You're not stopping the choo choo train, and you just run straight downfield and you score the football. I love the fullback. Yeah. So I, I, I'm all about that, dude. I hope he gets in. I, 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 would, and between the three of us and not my wife, I might throw a hundred on him to any time <laughs> touchdown this weekend. Because well, if he's he's plus one thousand, that'll pay out if it goes. That'll, that'll pay pretty good, and I might even tag my parlay to it. Um, I got a parlay in right now that's uh, money line bet San Francisco and Cincinnati both, and a ten dollar bet right now pay forty three fifty. So you, you tag a plus 1,000 of that, and all of a sudden you can buy a used boat, you know, and go fishing <laughs> this summer. There you go. Used a used boat. A used so boat. Like, yeah. yeah. We, we ain't betting stupid shit out no, here. No, we're not no, betting, no. We're not betting 1.4 million or anything. No, we're, you know? we're used boat money, not new boat money. That's right. Um Oh, let me let me caution you because I'm you know, Dave's the parlay guy. He'll tag he'll he'll string 46 bets together at Twelve cents will pay out forty six billion, and it's like I don't have that luck with parlays. And I slipped up last week. I did a two leg parlay, I did a three leg parlay, both shit the bet. I I just can't time together. I don't know. I don't I don't have terrible picks. Now I did I did say that I thought um, the Giants were going to cover. That was a stupid decision. But otherwise, you know, I make some pretty pretty decent head up pick. Uh, I'm going to take the over here at. 46 and a half on the Cincy KC. Um, I feel reassured that Patrick Mahomes props to the dude for being a dude. Um, he, he there's zero chance that that dude was not gonna finish that football game. And and then something reassuring just from my my medical eyes is he came off. I assume he got an X-ray. He came back. There was no fracture. So uh, is if he watching him ambulate and and run and do what he could do knowing there's not a fracture there i think that i agree with dave that's probably an ankle sprain and so given a week off of of you know million dollar physicians and and rehabilitation facilities i think he'll probably be in near tip-top shape and i think uh i think we're going to see some slinging 
And so I think I, I think I read somewhere it was a high ankle sprain with partially torn ligaments um, in the ankle. I don't I can't confirm that. I, I read that on some news article. Maybe ESPN posted something about it. Well, Dave, our research guy sucks. He didn't get us that intel. I missed the partially torn ligament part. But nonetheless, hey, uh, two things I uh, I learned in the military is uh, if you can't tie a knot, tie a lot. And right. if you can't duck it, fuck it. So tape that shit up and he'll he'll let it he'll let it ride. Yeah. That's a tough one for me because we've known uh another stat for you. Nine out of the last ten Bengals games have hit the under. Uh and then we know Kansas City Sweet. doesn't score more than 30 at home. Great pick, Dak. So <laughs> but you know, if you say, "Hey, well, if they score twenty-five. If they, you know, if they score twenty-four points, and since he scores twenty-seven, you hit the over there, and it, it, it still happens." So we'll we'll see. I mean, two dynamic offenses, so it, it really comes up to what is a Bengals defense going to be able to do. Um. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. Are are we get we getting down into the locks of the week? We can go. So uh, we can get into the fact that I am now ten for ten. 100% accuracy on straight-up picks in the playoffs so far. Okay, well, what's your lock of the week? <laughs> Give the people what they need to hear. Uh, yeah, credit to you, 10 for 10. I I did not go 10 for 10. I'll leave it at that. I went pretty um, close, though. Yeah. So, I'm going, uh, I'm going Eagles, Cincinnati, straight up. Uh Bet of the week is going to be Cincinnati uh, uh, with the spread at minus one and a half. I think that number's too low, especially if Patrick Mahomes is hurt. Uh, and then I'm also going since San Francisco and the Eagles under 46 and a half. So there you go. All right. Well, I already said my bet of the week. I'm going to ride with it. 46 and a half over Cincy KC. But then you guys came back with some, some knowledge bombs that told me I'm an idiot. So, I'm going to slide one more in there for you. Um, I like Brock Purdy to throw a touchdown to George Kittle. That's plus 200. That is a nice, uh, easy target for him. He's been favoring him a lot. That's uh, that's a pretty good lock for me. All right, I'm going to stick with my um, already mentioned picks. The I parlayed 49ers money line with Bengals money line. I like Kyle Juzacek anytime. I like um, Hayden Hurst anytime. But I also like I also like um, Jalen Hurts throwing interception this week at plus 105. Um, I think I think the 49ers defense, whether it pays out or not, I think they're going to rush him. I think they're going to put some pressure on him and force him to make at least one bad decision. And I think that's going to – the 49ers defense, I mean, you just saw they picked off Dak twice, which it's, you know, granted Dak has he's, – he's, he's prone to throw interceptions. Um, but I think with a little pressure on Jalen, I think that the 49ers defense at least gets one off on him. And at plus 105, I'll, I'll throw a couple dollars on that. I think there's, there's no doubt the Niners defense is a good defense. You're very high on them. I can't wait to see how they perform. I don't, I don't hate that either. Well, if you uh... – you know, you're sitting around there and uh, you wanted to make some money, well, go ahead and lock it in because while we didn't have a great season, I think we broke about 500 just barely on college football. We've been having a hell of an NFL season betting-wise. So, uh, yeah. you know, 
we may be dumb and we may be stupid, but it doesn't mean we that we can't bet football. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, go ahead and lock it in and it, we'll, we'll have some, definitely we'll have some good football. They, both of these are going to be good matchups. I don't see necessarily a huge blowout. I, you know, Big Rich, if you think that San Francisco is going to win by two scores, if they, I don't know if your betting app lets you set an alternate line, but I bet you could get San Francisco like, like minus 10 or minus nine and a half, or probably plus 250, plus 300, 300. something like yep, that. I yeah. agree. Yep. Yeah. Um, what I love to do is catch it about halftime. Hmm. Whenever I can kind of see how the game's going, I like throwing yeah. some live bets in there. Man, uh, I will if you know, this, you know. I will say this real quick. Uh, the other day I was talking to my old man, and he handed me his phone. He said, throw some, throw some bets in there, throw some bets in there. So I parlayed halftime of the Bills game, Bills-Bengals game. I parlayed over 47 and a half, and Dak could throw an interception. Threw $20 on it for him. And it was going to pay out 101.25. I said, Dad, this is a lot, man. The Bills are going to figure it out at halftime. They're going to make some halftime adjustments <laughs> while they're while they're eating their orange slices, and they're going to come out and they're <laughs> and they're going to they're going to figure it out. Dak threw two interceptions, and the Bills did not figure it out. So my dad texted me, he was like, "What the heck, man? You know, what the heck's going on? I thought we were going to get this lot." If betting was easy. Uh, you know, I'd sure as shit have a lot more money in my account than I do right now. So, uh, sometimes those locks don't exactly work out the way they want. We want them to. It's like I told you guys. Saracen had that uh, Brett Maher special bet on Willie miss an extra point or not, and no was plus seven hundred. Man, oh my, that is just hey, do it bonkers to me. David, do it. Dave, do it. Yeah, dude, it's – I don't know what's more bonkers, the fact that you still let that guy kick. You know, we talked talked it last week. You let him kick it out, but it changed the whole dynamic of the game because now you – he can kick a 55-yarder, but now we can't let him do it because we're not sure if that some bitch can – because the one that he had blocked anyways, that thing was hook and left. That thing was – He was was missing that kick. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, like that thing, that thing was rotating literally sideways. Like, like that looked like that was like Shankopotamus was going to hit some like four year old on like miss the pylon type kind of yep. miss. So, or make a wish in the first roll of the end zone about to get popped yeah. with it. Yeah, I agree. It was, yeah, that I that dude, he's Which is, like, if that guy's gone, that's so have, bad. Have you guys ever seen the video of Jamal Adams? coming back i think it was like spring practice when he played for the jets and they had the keypad on the outside of yeah, the yeah yeah so it, it, yeah he typed it in typed it. he was like I, I know my password and somebody put that on instagram the other day it was like this is brett maher coming into the cowboys facility monday morning <laughs> Dude, I, that is so hilarious all right well uh that about wraps us up but we're missing one thing and uh i don't think any episode is secure without a safety brief and i can't think of anybody better to knock it out of the park than yeah, I'll, uh, my guy. i'll give you your safety brief tonight fellas um we're getting close to springtime here in south arkansas if you got weeds in your yard they're already starting to green up 
if you walk outside and see your green grass and you're like, golly, my grass is already starting to grow. No, those are weeds. And I know you're going to get the hankering to go out there in your lawnmower and you're going to want to cut those weeds out of your yard. You want to cut your grass down. Just remember <laughs> that all of you, all of your discharge and your mower debt goes to the right side. Okay. So if your neighbors, if your neighbors outside, don't, don't sling rocks towards their yard, but also don't sling rocks back towards your own house. Be real mindful of how your mower discharges and not knock out any windows this year. Don't knock out your own windows. If you see uh, somebody come down the road, a pedestrian walking their baby or walking their dog, just go ahead and, and, and kill your kill your deck for a little while. All right, just sit there and wait. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. <laughs> I'm is just trying a, to get this is, some is this the safety brief or is are there a hook here? Like I'm waiting. Just, no, are we spot? Are we sponsored okay. by like Scott's? Is that where yeah. it comes in? Yes. And, and oh, by yeah. the way, you want to take care of those weeds? Get you some Scott's Scott's weed killer. Won't kill yeah. the grass. Kill no, some man, weeds. This is, this is just mower safety. Okay. All right. Little, Send it. Is, all right. Let me start over. Yeah, I'll give you your safety brief. <laughs> Guys, it's almost that time of year again where our grass is starting to grow outside. And just remember... <laughs> Your discharge is always to the right. Your mower discharge. All right. If <laughs> if there's a lady walking her dog going down the street, just go ahead and disengage your just go ahead and disengage your blades while she's walking so you don't peg her with a rock. Okay. If you've got rocks real close to your house, go ahead and, and blow away. All right. Put your just back up and go back up and down your row. You can get your lines in there later, but you want to be real mindful of those rocks as we get into springtime where you don't have to Replace a $400 window here and a $400 window there and pay somebody's deductible because you accidentally gave them a concussion. Now they got CTE and they act like Antonio Brown. So be mindful this spring and summer season as you mow your grass. Mow safely. Discharge to the right. There you go, folks. We're uh, sponsored by Scott's uh, Lawn Care and Bad Boys Mowers. So, and just uh, remember, when you get on that riding mower, Say to yourself, drink and think nation. Let's ride. And there it is. <laughs> there you go. All right. You can't Thank end it Richard. any better than that. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, my guy. Uh, you know where to find us on recording nights. So you just let us know when. It is a pleasure as always. Guys, it was fun. Uh, I'll probably be back. Let's see. It's January. I'll probably be back in August. No, oh, okay. That's yeah, way. No, uh, you, that's a lot of planning. Knowing my schedule, so uh, I'll, I'll have my people get with your people. There you go. I like it. All right, later, Jets. It's been fun. Peace.